Episode 9. Get out of here, Satan. What up, everybody? As usual, we're going to start off with a quick word of prayer. So please close your eyes and bow your head. Receive the Spirit at this time. Dear Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this day. We thank you for every breath and every moment, God. We thank you for this podcast, this opportunity to speak your holy name, Lord Jesus. Lord, we welcome the Holy Spirit in this time. I welcome you into me and Chris's hearts, Lord. I pray that you use this as a vessel. Lord, I pray that you speak through us. I pray that the Holy Spirit flows through us into the people that are listening, Lord, and that they would receive your love and glory, Lord. I pray that we could leave the mess and the nonsense of our life to the side right now and truly focus on you, Lord. Be devoted to you. Be watchful and thankful, Lord. Be in a place of gratitude, Lord, that we get the chance to honor you, that we get the chance to learn more about you and grow in communion with you, Lord Jesus. We praise you, Lord, and are so grateful for all the wonderful, beautiful, almighty power that you exert in our life, Lord Jesus. I pray the advancement of your will in this podcast and that people would be lifted up, Lord Jesus, lifted up out of the darkness, free from bondage, free from sin, freedom from the prisons, whether physical or mental, Lord Jesus, therein, Lord Jesus. We love you and we praise you. In all my name we pray, God. Amen. Yes, sir. What a way to start it. What a, what a word. All right, guys. So tonight we're going to be speaking from the book of Acts. Um, specifically, what stood out to me was uh, from chapter 3. And Acts chapter 3, it starts off and it's basically just it's Peter and um, Peter and John. So I'm just going to read a little bit real quick. And it goes, so one day... Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Alright, so basically this guy, he they, they said he was lame, which means he was basically paralyzed or crippled. He couldn't walk. Um, and every day, I don't know if it was his family or just some people from his village or what, they would take him and they would drop him off at this temple. And they would just leave him at the front gates, hoping he could run up some money, you know, because they assumed, like, people see this guy who can't move, he can't walk, he can't do anything with his life. Like, we'll give him a little bit, whatever we got. And we're on our way to church, so, like, hopefully they're in the right mind spiritually, you know what I'm saying? Um, And they would just leave him. And I'm sure at the end of the day, they would come collect him and, more importantly, grab whatever money or or items he had gained throughout the day. And so on this this specific day, Peter and John, which are two... uh, disciples uh, apostles they're just teachers you know that this is the time right after jesus had died so they're they're walking and spreading the love of jesus and they're now empowered by the holy spirit so the holy spirit is living so heavily in them they're so rooted in the spirit that when the man asked peter for money the guy says for 
Peter says, forget money, bro. I've got what you really need. I've got Jesus inside of me, living through me in, as the Holy Spirit. So he, he literally lays his hand, his right hand, right hand on this man, prays over him, and he instantly gets up. And he doesn't run straight to the store with the money he had gained or, or run to a shorty's house or nothing. No, he jumps up with joy and starts instantly praising Jesus because it is a true miracle that he is walking we don't know exactly how old this man is, but he's a grown man. So he's gone through a pretty good amount of his life not being able to move or walk. And you could just think all the the, the ideas he had of if he ever got to walk, he would do this or he, he would do that. But instead, he instantly glorified Jesus. He recognized that it was only the power of the Holy Spirit that moved in him and allowed him to walk. That is a true miracle. And that shows us how loved we are by God and I just think it's so cool because it says the the temple was named beautiful so it's a beautiful temple full of, of God's beautiful children you know and this one man they didn't drop him off inside the temple they set him right outside to collect the money you know and he was probably looked down on he was probably an outcast they probably were like oh get out of my way I'm trying to go to church you know as we do today you know you see a homeless person you're not always going to love on them you might be like oh this bum but God sees him as the beautiful son that he is, you know, this is God's child. And it just shows us that that God has a plan for all of us, you know, and a lot of times we're going to we're going to try to fill our, our life with things we see value in, you know, like like he said, he asked Peter for some money. I, I bet the last thing he expected to receive was the ability to walk, you know, but that was just showing how strong his flesh was. His flesh wanted the money so that he could please the other people and they would come pick him up and be happy, you know what I'm saying? Or he could eat or whatever the case may be. But instead, Peter gave him the greatest gift of all, the love of Jesus Christ. And through the love of Jesus Christ, he he was able to walk, you know? And so I just think that's that for me put a lot of things in perspective because if someone was like, hey, I'll give you a hundred bucks or I can pray over you right now. Like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna choose? You know what I'm saying? Like, pretty much, in reality, bro, you're going to take the hundred bucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's easy for me to sit here and be like, oh, I am holy, man. I, I choose prayer. Pray over me. I don't want the hundred dollars. Like, ah, hundred bucks sounds nice. You know what I'm saying? But it's also made me realize, like, how many people are we walking through life and just ignoring that a simple loving hand could make a huge impact in their life? You know, like I go, I come across so many people in my day and sometimes the Holy Spirit might put it on my heart to to speak to them you know when, when they come in the shop to get a haircut to to uplift them and I might do it a little bit but then a lot of times I don't because I'm more worried about me and what I have going on but I think this really really showed me that like just the little the simple act of reaching your hand out to a brother or sister in Christ like could really lift them up in ways that we could never imagine and as we've seen like all it took was the power of the Holy Spirit, which we talked about last week, you know, like all Peter had in him, like he wasn't God, he wasn't Jesus. He just had the power of the Holy Spirit, which is the, that power is the same thing that raised Jesus from the dead, you know, and that has performed all these miracles we see in the Bible. So I just want everybody to just kind of like think about that, you know, like we all have access to that spirit, to that power. All we have to do is call on Jesus. We accept Jesus and then that Holy Spirit begins to flow through us, you know. No, that's fire. It's a, it's a really good uh, uh, reading, definitely. Um, whenever Wally Wally hit me up actually earlier in the week, he said this was kind of where he wanted to go with it. So uh, I did my own little research, basically on the reading, and a couple of things were pointed out to me. 
And the first thing was, uh, you know, as a Christian myself, I tend to ask for God for things, and I put limits on God, you know. It's even times before where it's like, you know, I should go pray about something because I know I need help in it, and then I don't ask fully for what, what God can do, and I put limits on His power, right? And so here's this man who, sitting outside of the 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 synagogue, right, he's asking for money, and that's what he's expecting is some money or some handouts. And what he ends up receiving is so much greater, you know. He put limits on what God could give him. And uh, what ends up happening, right, is, you know, Jesus ends up healing this man from heaven, which is just, you know, that that's what's crazy to me, right? So while he's talking about the Holy Spirit, right, the Holy Spirit is healing. It's it's the Holy Spirit. It's not me and my super faithfulness or because I'm a an obedient servant of God or because of what I do it's because I've have faith that Jesus in heaven is going to heal this man through my physical body right and so then Jesus in heaven you know gives this man something so much more than what he was asking for and I think a lot of times right you know I do put that limit on God on what he can do in my life and I don't ask for for the things that you know truly are necessary right like Whenever I first started this journey, if you would have, people used to tell me, they're like, you're going to get more than you ever expected, right? And to be honest with you, in my brain, I'm thinking, I'm going to have a nice yacht. It's going to be a bunch of strippers on that thing. It's going to be a big fat crib, a Bugatti in my driveway, right? Because I'm like, in my brain, I'm like, man, they're telling me I'm going to get more than what I could expect. So I'm expecting more and more and more. I'm like building on it. And it wasn't that it was, I think, it is more than what I expected, but it was more just different from what I expected, right? It was that I was expecting things of the world to come my way, and what I really got was was God, you know, a relationship with God, which is tenfold anything else that I could have expected, you know. Um, another thing that got pointed out was that as soon as this man receives this gift from God, he instantly starts using his gift, right? Like, it says he jumps up, and he's leaping, and he's hopping, and he's moving around, right? So he's healed, he gets this gift, and he instantly starts using it, right? And in using that gift, he glorifies God for it, right? Because he knows that the only reason he has it is because God gave it to him, you know? And I think that's that's so neat and so cool, you know? Whenever I do receive these blessings, and we all have blessings from God, right? Personality traits and different abilities, right? Like, you know, Wally can cut hair really good, and that's really a um, one of his lesser gifts honestly as far as spiritual gifts goes but why well, can cut hair really good and so he has the ability to glorify God in cutting hair right me and Wally we both you know the Holy Spirit speaks through us something one of the spiritual gifts me and Wally have right is that God speaks through us you know so we use that gift to glorify his name you know it's about using the gifts that God gave us right and then not expecting less from him right you know it's that one Bible verse in there that says you know if your father, right, if you asked your father for something, would he not give you, right, he would not give you a, a snake, right? If you ask him for an apple, he's not going to give you a snake, right, if your father, and then if if your own father wouldn't do that, why do you think your father in heaven, who is not evil, wouldn't give you what you asked for, you know? I don't think he'll necessarily give you the things of the world that you might ask for, but when you're asking for spiritual gifts or peace, right, peace be with me, my peace I give you, right, God, God is uncomprehensible peace, God will give you these things, you know. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's definitely crazy, and I, I definitely, for me, I I sleep on those things, you know. Like, 
I, I feel like I should maybe pray up a little harder and really, you know, be in a place where it's like I ask for these things and then when I get them, I glorify his name by using them, you know. But that's what I got for right now. Yes, sir. Yeah, and when, when, we, receive, when we receive Jesus into our heart and begin that relationship with God, like, like it, it can be a little, a little scary, you know, like you don't really know what's going to happen, but you have this, this feeling inside of you. It's like this joy, this, this, this peace that you can't contain, you know, like no matter what's going on in your life, like at the end of the day, when, when you truly surrender your life to God, you know, like you know it's going to be taken care of. And it's not always going to be how we want it to go. It's definitely not going to be the way we imagined it, but it's going to be perfect because God exerts his perfect will on earth as he does in heaven. You know, like in the Bible, Jesus tells us how to pray and it's the, the Lord's prayer. And in the Lord's prayer, it literally says that like your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So whatever's going on in this earth in our life, you know what I'm saying? Like God knew. God knew what he was doing, and it's our job to trust it. It's not our job to figure it out or interpret it or manipulate it to make it seem like it's going the way we want it to, but it's our job to, to be willing to to walk faithfully, you know? We just have to be willing to open our heart and open our mind to walk al along these guidelines he's laid to us, you know? And a lot of times, like, when I'm reading the Bible, I want to read the, the part that is the guide, you know what I'm saying? I want to read the rules, and I want to read the laws so I can I can know how to walk more obediently and how to, how to walk specifically according to his plan, you know, like what he laid out for me. But then I open this book like Acts and there's so many miracles, you know, and it just truly shows like the power of Jesus. Like he came on this earth and, and he worked these miracles firsthand, you know, like he, he brought people from dead to alive. You know what I'm saying? He made the blind man be able to see. And then even once he left this earth, he, he left us with this spirit that then can make a, a paralyzed man walk, you know, like, Whenever, whenever we read about that, it, it's easy to think, like, really? Like, did that happen? But it's like, no, bro. Like, that's the power of Jesus. And our, our, our human understanding, our finite self cannot comprehend that because it is so much greater than us, you know? The life change that we receive through Jesus, it, it's, it's so apparent to everyone else, you know? Like, sometimes people will, will look at me and I'm not all that, all that, bro. Like, I'm not really anything special. I just have tried for the past, I'd say, like, year and a half to walk obediently to God's will. And that's just trying, bro. I don't even do a very good job. But the main thing is, like, when I fall, I get back up and I keep trying, you know, because we're going to fall. And when we fall, we can't be we can't be thrown off and get caught in those lies that we're never going to be good enough for that. How can I have received Jesus by still keep making this mistake? Because Jesus already cleared our debts, bro. He made that sacrifice to show us, like, look, I understood. I knew you. I knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. I know the hairs on your head. Don't you think I know the mistakes you're going to make? And that is where we find the peace. We don't get caught up in, in the mistakes. We we fill ourselves with the glory and the beauty that his name is, you know. And even just today, like, someone was talking to me and, and they were talking about how they want to get into church and stuff. And and not because they want to be a rule follower, but they know they need God in their life. You know, they need that presence. And he just simply said, like, and I, I can see it on you. I can feel the peace that you have in these situations. You know, like he's seen me walk through some tough times. And in no way did I have the strength to get through those times. But 
the Holy Spirit was carrying me. You know, God placed his right hand on my shoulder and he carried me through those times. He, he directed me, you know, and that's why I love so much about this, this part in Acts. Like Peter, it says Peter placed his right hand. You know, I think that right hand is so important, too, because it's like anytime we, we hear about like the kingdom of heaven, we hear like Jesus will be sitting at the right hand of God's throne or, or anytime it talks about God, like placing his, his power into a situation it's always talking about his right hand. And it just shows you like like the, the glory that he is, you know, like he he truly Peter was so obedient. And he was so devout. He was so so committed to this lifestyle that he was walking obediently and according to God's will. And through that, life change happened for another person. You know, I'm sure Peter was real, real excited. You know, he was probably lit. He was like, yes, sir. Like Jesus just healed this man and I got to witness it. Peter never said like, oh, did you see I just healed this man? Because right after that, they go into the temple and and the Jews in the, in the temple are like the higher ups, the people that were still basically the people that killed Jesus that weren't yet sold on the power of Jesus. They were like, how did you heal this man? You know what I'm saying? And Peter wasn't like, well, I'm the goat, bro. I just put my hand on him, that boy walking now. No, Peter said, this is all the power of Jesus. Like, how can you deny Jesus at this point? You denied him when he was on this earth, when he was physically making these miracles. But now he is no longer with us physically. But in spirit, he has left us this guide, this healer, this this glorifier of his name, the Holy Spirit. And only through a prayer, like, I was able to help this man walk, you know. And it, it really wasn't even, like, we sleep on, we sleep on the, the power in prayer, you know. So many times w when someone's going through something, we say, oh, what can I do for you? You know, how can I help you to make this better? Like, what physically can I, can I do? And in this situation, like this man wanted money, but was money going to be able to make him walk? No, bro. No matter how much money he racked up out there, they didn't have the advancements in technology or the science or the doctors to heal him or put him in a wheelchair or nothing. Like he purely needed the miracle of Jesus, you know? And I feel like that's the place that so much of the world is in, you know, like so many people in this world that they're, they're reaching out for all these materialistic things hoping that it'll fill them, that it'll satisfy them. But in reality, like, we're trying to stuff worldly objects, worldly possessions into a God-sized hole in our heart, you know? And that's that's the thing, like, God hasn't called us to, like, slide him into our life and it'll get better. Like, he's called us to make him our life. And in doing that, all these different aspects will start to, to bring light to the world, you know? Like, Chris was talking about, like, the spiritual gifts, you know, and and... A few months ago, they at church, they were like, look, take this uh, spiritual gifts test to know what your gifts are. And I'm like, bro, why am I going to take this test? Like, I really don't care what this, this website says about my spiritual gifts. You know, like, I just love Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And like, I'm just going to walk with Jesus and like whatever he tells me to do, I'm just going to run it up. But then after taking the test, like I started to realize like, like God has called me to certain things, you know, because I full open heartedly answered these questions on the test and it gave me a little guide, you know. And it has helped me now to be able to form like like an idea of what God has me here to do, you know. And that, then in the smaller gifts, like Chris said, like me cutting hair, like now I can I can shepherd these men and women that come to the barbershop to get hair, like get haircuts. You know what I'm saying? Because then that's not just 30 minutes to make you look better. It's 30 minutes that could potentially change your, your eternity. You know what I'm saying? Because 
every time they come in, they see me growing in my relationship with Christ. And eventually that's going to start rubbing off on them. You know what I mean? And that's the obedience that is we're called to. Now, do I always do that? No. A lot of times you might come in to get a cut and we'll talk about some crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, like literally last uh, this past week. One jit was in here and we're loving it. We're talking about God. I'm talking to him about scripture and about the podcast and just the the Holy Spirit was in that place. You know what I'm saying? Like I could feel the Holy Spirit spirit in the room. I could tell that God was looking down like, yes, sir. Like my boys, they're getting it. You know what I'm saying? And the next client comes in and he's like, yeah, bro, about to pop some X and like decorate the house for Halloween tonight with my girl. And I was like, oh, that's lit. You know what I'm saying? Which, we're never going to be perfect, bro. But at least, you know what I'm saying, like, when those times do come up, I could redirect the conversation in, you know what I'm saying, in a loving way. Not coming from no judgment, just be, like, casually segue us into, like, something or, like, oh, yeah, like, oh, I'm going up to the church tonight, you know what I'm saying? And then he doesn't receive no judgment because I don't care what he's about to do when he go home. I just want him to have a little a little seed planted, you know what I'm saying? So that the next time he hears something about God, maybe he'll piece it together and be like, dang, that boy Wally was talking about God. Now this dude talking about God. Maybe I'll need to pop this X tonight. Maybe I could just like check out of a little podcast or something, you know what I'm saying? But that's really what it's about, bro. It's just we're out here, we're just trying our best, you know. Trying our best to to share the love that was freely given to us and the and that is truly just the gift of the Holy Spirit. Just the the renewal the redemption that comes with Jesus Christ. And that's the whole reason we do this, you know? And I just went off on a long tangent, but sheesh, that Holy Spirit was flowing. So I don't know where you want to run with the Chris. No, I like too. you, uh, dang boy, got loud. Like, like how you just brought up too, right? After, after the man gets healed, um, you know, Peter and Paul, they go, they go directly into preaching, uh, Christ risen basically, you know? And specifically in this, specifically in this uh, uh, ch- chapter here, right? They talk specifically about the Jews killing Christ, right? They say like, you know, because really the Romans, right? Pontius Pilate, you know, crucified under Pontius Pilate, right? Is what the Bible says. But really, Pontius Pilate, he's like, I don't really want to crucify this guy. You know, and there's a lot actually to even that, right? A lot of reasons why, which I won't get into uh, on this podcast, but right, yes, that's what he's saying is like, damn boy, they're getting live out here right now. Shout out TC. Hey y'all. Um, but there, you know, there's a, you know, so punches probably be like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, right? And the Jews are like, let's free the murderer. That's what it says in that chapter, right? Like, let's we we want to let this murderer be free. We're allowed to free one person crucify jesus the jews were very in you know adamant about let's let's get jesus crucified right and so you know i was reading about it and it says though right that god wanted to make sure that both the gentiles and the jews took a part in jesus's crucifixion so that no one could say that it was the other person's fault he's in a synagogue with a bunch of jews so right he's pointing out to them right that they're they have their fault in this crucifixion Right, and then I was reading on even more, and it was like, you know, we know that Jesus could have not been crucified, right? He could have made the choice and said, you know what, you know, drop that cross on the floor and say, you know what, if you guys haven't got it now, you're never going to get it. I'm done. I'm not doing this. You know, I'm not going to suffer. I'm a perfect man. I'm the begotten son of God, right? But he made the choice, and it's because of my sin, right? 
like you really want to know whose fault it is that Jesus crucified, you can look in a mirror, right? That's all it would take. Because that's, that's, the, that's the real person who crucified Jesus, right? I'm the person who crucified Jesus, you know, because he did it for my sin, you know? And that's what they go out and they, they preach, right? Is Christ crucified and Christ resurrected, you know? And then how it's our own fault for it. And they started all just by healing that man. And to go into that, right, is like, so I was reading this thing. And let me find it real quick. Hold up. All right, so here it is, right? So it says, Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms, right? In Acts 7, 3, 7 through 10, right? Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms. And so this it's, this is a app I have. It's called uh, Enduring Word, and it just goes deep into the Bible, basically, to give you little tips and tricks. And this is the description. It says, This man was more than 40 years old. Acts 4.22, right? So we know he was more than 40 years old and had been crippled since birth. He was a familiar sight at the at this temple gate. That's Acts 3.10 where you can figure that out. Therefore, Jesus must have passed by him many times without healing him. So Jesus saw this man, this man who, who couldn't, couldn't walk a lame man many times, right, and never healed him. And it says, we can say that one reason why Jesus didn't heal him is because God's timing is just as important as his will. And it was for the greater glory of God that Jesus healed this man from heaven through his apostles. Right? And so that would be the other point that I wanted to make is that, you know, uh, we're talking about faith a lot, you know, having faith in everything. There's things in my life today where, you know, I want God to take them from me and I pray about them, you know. Or maybe I, I want something from God and, and I want him to, to give me something spiritually, you know not like you know money or house or anything like that i'll just and my example would be this is that i've been praying for you know guidance and direction in a career basically right and i talked about it with another man of christ wally <laughs> and he told me he said if you're not getting an answer then god's probably telling you to stay where you're at right and so the i haven't praying about it, right because god wants me to stay where i'm at and there's a reason for that right but that's my faith too is that not so much about getting it but when i get it right that man, right, he'd been there for 40-plus years, a lame man, right? And Jesus on this earth had an opportunity to heal him on this earth but chose not to, right? And it's because his, his time is the perfect timing, right? And because he waited, now now Peter and Paul had this opportunity to heal him and then through healing him had this opportunity to express Christ crucified and Christ resurrected, which is really the crucial part of the, the whole thing, right, is, is the preaching part of it, you know? And that, that's really what I see, you know, so it's like, and, I, and I'm sure he wouldn't understand that, right? Like the lame man, see, you know, if he would have known Jesus and would have known, known this is a man who heals and all this stuff, right? He'd have been like, why is this guy just passing me up, right? Like, why doesn't he heal me, right? And I would have those same questions too, right? It's like, but it's because God's plan and his, his, his knowledge is infinitely more than what mine is, right? And that's where my faith comes in, that, that I have faith that, he's molding me for something greater right like he right now i'm in a stage of molding right and when i go to my next journey or my next whatever right it's because and then i can look back and i could say so i i see why god did all that all my pain and suffering when i look back on it i'm so grateful for it because i can truly see that it brought me to a place today where i can express you know different stuff about christ you know which is so beautiful and if it would have been on my timing i would have never experienced the pain ever you know 
I'd have I would have had an easy life. If you would have said, Chris, you can, you know, have an easy life or one one full of pain. I would have taken the easy route. I think anyone would, right? But today it's completely different. I I can appreciate the the life of pain because I know what it means, right? In the long term, I have faith that that my pain means something, right? Through Christ, I, I believe that it, it has purpose, you know, and that. You know, I have faith in the timing of it all, right? Because I always look back and I say, I'm where I am today because of God's timing, you know? Um, yeah, you know, it's it's all the blessings that come from it. You know, I would never be able to, you know, have a podcast with Wally or anything like that, you know, if I, if I didn't have experience on the other side of things, you know? I think it's it's like the gift that God gave us is that we both were running from God as fast as we could, you know, as a lot of people do, right? And then God came down, touched us, touched our hearts and saved us. And now we have the opportunity to glorify him because of it, you know, which is just sick. You ready? Yeah. Read that. Let me hear that, that part again. I was talking about his timing. His timing is, that was so tough. All right, go ahead. What is it? Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms. This man was more than 40 years old. Acts 4.22 is where you see he's more than 40. And had been crippled since birth. He was a familiar sight at this temple gate. So he had been there for, for a while, Acts 3.10. Therefore, Jesus must have passed him by many times without healing him. We can say that one reason why Jesus didn't heal him is because God's timing is just as important as his will. Mm, that's fine. That's it. That's it right there. There we go. God's timing is just as important as his will. That is so fire, bro. That's my next tat. I'm going to tat that on my throat, boy. Yeah, just just literally, bro. Dane, that's fire, bro. So his timing is just as important as his will. And if God's will is perfect, that means his timing is perfect. And as an impatient man, as a, a man who is selfish by nature, who wants everything to happen according to my terms, that right there is an eye-opener. It just shows me that, like, there's going to be seasons where I would definitely like things to go differently, you know what I mean? Maybe um, maybe you're waiting for that job, or maybe you're waiting for that girl to come back, or maybe you're waiting for the woman to appear in your life. You've been you've been praying and hoping that God would, would place that, that soulmate in your life, you know? And we just have to trust that that if we believe his perfect will will be performed on heaven or perform or acted on in, in earth as it is in heaven, then we need to trust that his timing will also be a part of his perfect will, you know? And it's so easy to get caught up in, in the motion of the world that it's like, oh, I'm 21 years old. I need to be a millionaire and have 50 stock investments. And I need to have a house to myself and at least two cars, a dog and a white picket fence. But in reality, bro, those are all just worldly possessions. And just like this body I'm sitting in right now, just like this this earth that I'm sitting in right now, these are temporary things, you know? And the, these two shall perish, you know what I'm saying? Like this, this is just temporary, bro. We're not dealing in the temporary no more. Now we're in the in the the works of, of salvation, you know what I'm saying? Which is forever. We we want to forever spend eternity in heaven with Jesus, you know? We want to forever be worshiping and praising God. And the only way that that we're going to get there is is by accepting Jesus into our heart. But the only way we're going to bring people with us, you know? God has called us to be shepherds of the lost souls, you know what I mean? There's so much darkness in this world, bro, and so many people caught in the rat race of, of life, you know what I mean? 
mean? Trying to figure it out. Tough, I'm a man. I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to thug it out. I'm going to just fake it till I make it, you know? No, we're not called to that, bro. We're called to walk according to God's perfect will and trust that his will will come with his perfect timing. And that, man, that's so fire, bro. I literally love that because I, I did read this chapter, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm reading Acts right now. I'm not all the way done with it, but I did read that, but it didn't stand out to me until Chris said that, you know what I'm saying? Because I was going to go a whole nother way with it. I had a whole nother verse already saved up that I was about to read. But the minute he said that, the Spirit just urged me to, to touch on that more because not only do I know that that's a struggle that's so heavy in this world, I know it's a struggle that I deal with, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of situations in my life where it's like, when is this going to happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, why has it not happened yet? Or like, God, I, I trust you, but it's like, could you help me out a little bit? But in reality, it's like, no, bro, he's already, he's helping. He's working right now. He's working around the clock, exerting his perfect will in this dark world. And he, he has so many, so many children that are just lost in the darkness. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I am so blessed and honored to have the opportunity to speak of his holy name. You know what I'm saying? Because I myself am a sinner. I'm a broken man. I'm a, I'm a sinner and say I'm completely saved by grace. Only by grace alone. There's no amount of works I could do that would clear my sin. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that can clear me of that sin is the name of Jesus. And that's why he made that sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? And shout out Holy Spirit because, man, he just made that, that next verse flow right in. And I, that's why I wanted to read was Romans 5 verse 8. And it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ knew he was going to go through a, a brutal death for a bunch of sinners that might not even choose him you know like we have the f free will to be like god i want to run after you with everything i've got or i want to run away from you god i want nothing to do with you because i think i got this and i think that my plans are greater than anything else i'm i am the king of the world you know like Forget what the Bible says. Forget what all this, these pastors and what my grandma been talking to me about since I was a kid. Like, they're all geeked up. I'm going to go on my own path. And guess what? Me and Chris have both did that. And look where we ended up back at. We are now sitting on this bench at, like, 11 o'clock, bro. On a Friday night. On a Friday night, bro. Talking about Jesus. And there's no place I'd rather be. You know? And, and that's the life, the life change, the transformation the new identity we get when we accept Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like, now I know that I'm not a man who's defined by my past and by my mistakes, you know? I'm a man who's been set free. I've been washed clean of all that. And I have a, a Father in Heaven who loved me so much that He was willing to die that death when I was still so deep in the sin, you know? And even when I was at the darkest points in my life, when I was so flooded with sin, bro, he was right there with me and he was protecting me through it all. And he was not only just walking with me, but he was carrying me. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some times in my life where I can think back and just say there's no reason. There's no reason I should still be here. You know, the nights that I would, I would wake up in, in my car in the morning and have no idea how I ended up where I am. You know what I'm saying? The times where I'm driving with one eye open, just praying that I would make it home, you know what I'm saying? The times where I saw some true dark stuff going on and I just wanted to get away from it, but I couldn't cuz that little that little bit of me, that sinful nature in me was holding me there, you know? Like there's some there were some true chains that were broken through the name of Jesus and I praise him for that every single day. But instead of remembering the greatness that he's done in my life, sometimes I like to get caught up in my own ways and in my own will. 
And what does that do? Absolutely nothing. Because when I'm relying on my own will, my own understanding, no one else is, is, is seeing the light. You know what I'm saying? No one else has the opportunity to meet Jesus through me. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a, as a man who's accepted Jesus, I'm now a vessel when I'm willing to be. You know what I mean? I'm not always going to be this guy that you just, like, feel God on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how you come across those people and they're just so up bro they're so full of joy and and peace through whatever they're walking through and it's like you you can feel it just radiating off of them and that's my goal you know because sure i've had my struggles and, and my my storms and my valleys you know what i'm saying and in those times i was i was seeking god with everything i had but i hadn't yet built that relationship with him you know what i'm saying i was working on it because it does take work so if you're if you're listening right now and, and you're like well i'm in a hard time right now and i need Jesus I need God all you have to do is truly believe in your heart that he made that sacrifice for you and that's the beginning that's the foundation Jesus has to be the foundation of our life and then it's going to take some work bro and not physical work not no physical labor it's going to take the the work of of surrendering things to him you know surrendering the, that that job surrendering that girl surrendering that house that car whatever you whatever you're holding on so tightly to you know maybe there's there's issues in your family you know like parents going through a divorce you know maybe you have a family member that struggles with addiction to whatever it may be like those are the tests those are the tests that are going to bring us so much closer to god because when we get to the other side of it we're going to be able to glorify him in such a, a way that no one can deny the power of god you know and then we use that we use those hard times and, and that darkness as our testimony and we spread it we spread it like a wildfire you know like we're, we're called to to love jesus but we're also called to love others and the greatest way we can love others is by relating to them you know to open it up to them and telling them look like i understand exactly where you at and i've been in that situation and here's how i got through it and and guess what it wasn't me i don't have the power to get through that it was truly the pure power of god that carried me through that darkness you know what i'm saying and and that's how the kingdom grows you know because we're not called to just be labeled as christians bro we're called to be kingdom ambassadors you know just like that that jit you see who always posted up at the gym representing some protein powder some pre-workout those are ambassadors for that that pre-workout like okay we're called to be ambassadors of the kingdom of christ you know what i'm saying Yes, sir. Identity. Our identity, bro, needs to be found in Jesus. And that's a, that's an easy thing to say, but it's a hard thing to do. I think that boy Chris got the perfect little scenario for this right here. Shout out Holy Spirit. Yeah, no, that's literally, that's my uh, conviction of this week, you know, was that uh, on Monday I go to like a, a Bible study and this girl Honestly, it's, it's weird that it even stuck with me. So God had been trying to say something to me because she's like, she's. we were talking about something, you know, of the world or like, you know, when I put my identity in things of the world, like what the result is, is that it, it ends or something. And I've, I have a turmoil and pain. And I was like, oh, man, thank God I find my identity in Christ. Right. Like that doesn't pertain to me type of thing. And I mean, like this past week, you know, work has been crazy. It's been hectic. We've been going wild and everything, you know, you know, running overtime and everything like that. And this week I've been stressed out and angry, you know what I'm saying? And it's because I'm finding my identity in my job. This whole week I've been finding my identity in my job, you know, and when that happens, right, that's 
the result. I'm angry. I'm upset because it's not going my way and I'm trying to control the situation and I'm taking my will back and thy will shall not be done. My will shall and, you know, and my identity's in the wrong place. You know, when I do find my identity in Christ, I, I know it's all in his will and I know that I'm saved and I have this hope and all this stuff, right? And so, and I think it, it and that's what I really realized is like, I might, you know, for the majority of my life, right? Like for the most part, because that's why I didn't see it. Like for the most part, I find my identity in Christ, but it comes up where I'm not doing that. I'm finding my identity in other things. Maybe for some people, it's your girlfriend or maybe it's your wife or maybe it's your kids, right? Like your identity's in your kids or, you know, it should be God number one, Jesus number one, you know? Like my identity should be nothing else because those things will perish. Those things will be gone. Everything of this earth will be gone, you know? Really what I wanted to touch on too is like, you know, Wally brought up grace and I think this is a really great passage for grace for a couple of reasons. The first reason would be that, you know, this man, you got, so I'll start off here is like throughout the whole Bible, Jesus keeps healing all of these people. And as we know, we're all sinners, right? These people weren't baptized. They didn't go through no, maybe some of them were, right? Because there was baptisms happening. So maybe some of them were, I won't say none of them. Right, but you gotta assume some of them weren't baptized, some of them had no experience with Christ, some of them, right, maybe not even Jews, right, maybe Gentiles, right? Like just zero nothing that they were doing would have been on the right path of anything, right? And Jesus heals all these different people, right? It even says, right, when the centurion says to heal his servant, right? He says, you know, you I you you know, I have no right for you to enter under my roof, but only say the word and my servant shall be healed, you know. And, God heals this this uh, servant, and you got to think that Centurion's probably a heavy sinner, right? Working for the Romans. So his grace, right, his grace abounds. What it says in the Bible is grace abounds, you know? And the cru- I think the crucial part of what this is, is that I lose sight that God's grace abounds just as heavy in heaven as it does on earth, right? Because... Jesus is in heaven when this happens, and he puts grace on this man and and heals him. And you got to think he was probably not a perfect man. He wasn't, right? We all know we're all sinners. He didn't do nothing to, he didn't baptize. He didn't say, oh, I believe in Christ or, oh, I have faith in Christ. None of it, right? Peter comes up to him and just says, you're asking for money. Here's your here's your ability to walk, and that's because of Jesus Christ, right? You know, and, and I lose sight of that. I, I think, like... You know, I think we all have the thought, like, man, I wish, you know, I could have lived when Christ was on earth, you know, like, that would have been so sick, I would have been close to Christ. It's like, it makes no difference whether he's in heaven or he's on earth, right? All of his same powers, all his abilities, everything he does is still happening, and we see that in Acts over and over and over again, right? None of his, none of his apostles have any of these supernatural powers, powers, right? It's literally Christ in heaven doing it through them, you know, and so... I, like how I was saying in the beginning is like I put a limit on what God can do, right? But if I truly have faith that Christ walked this earth and did what he did, then I should truly have faith that he can do it where he's at right now up in heaven, you know? These these things will perish. Everything will be gone, you know? I need a, I need to have that one identity uh, rooted in, in Christ, but also that faith, you know? I need to have that faith that, that God can do for me what I can't do for myself, that he has that strength, you know? Philippians, was it Philippians 4, 17, 13. 13, yeah, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, right? That's it, right? I have to have faith that I, that's, that that's a true statement, you know? 
Yeah. Damn, boy, drop the mic. Yes, uh, no, I, wow. That that part right there where where he said, um, the these apostles, these disciples, they didn't have no supernatural power. You know what I'm saying? They were no no greater and no less than us. They were just men. You know what I'm saying? They're just human, and we we're all created equal. I'm sure they struggled with sin too. You know, like look look at Paul. Paul was an all star sinner. That boy was killing Christians. If he even thought you was worshiping Jesus, you were dead. You know what I'm saying? And these people, like Chris said, had no special power. There wasn't nothing special about them other than the fact they had accepted Jesus. And through that that choice, that decision, that decision in their heart to, to open up to Jesus, they then possessed the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is Jesus working from heaven down on this earth. And so today, if you're listening, I want you to know that you have that power. That power is attainable to you. You know what I'm saying? All that it takes is open up your heart and your mind to Jesus. Trying your best to let go of your will. Let go of the wheel and letting Jesus take the wheel. You know what I'm saying? And I'll just close with this verse before we pray. It says, it was Romans 10. It's 9 to 10. It says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So he tells us, bro, it's a it's a heart thing. If your heart is centered around Jesus, if your heart if you have the heart posture of loving Jesus, in effect others will feel that love and others will feel that light and they will want some. But that's not just it's not just the, the internal, it's also the the external that he calls us to, which is which is sharing our faith, which is spreading our faith being bold and courageous in our faith that Jesus is Lord, that our life has been changed, that we have been saved all through the power of God. And he has given us the examples in his book. And if you're struggling with, with believing or if you're struggling with having faith, open up this book, you know. And there's so many, so many chapters, so many books that will show you, just like this in, in Acts chapter 3, where the man that could not walk, not only walked but he jumped with joy and professed the name of jesus and that that can relate to your life as well you know like we may feel stuck we may feel paralyzed in depression and anxiety and fear in a, a rough situation in an addiction you know all it takes is opening our heart to jesus letting jesus in and getting our self-will out of there killing that pride dying to self every single day and letting jesus just run it up through us bro we are all called to be vessels of Christ. And so I just want to pray this out real quick. So if you've never made the decision to follow Jesus, I just want you to just repeat this prayer, you know. So just close your eyes and bow your head. Just say, Lord God, Almighty Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you. We lift up your name right now, Lord. And I confess, I profess with my, my heart, I accept you in my heart that you are Lord and that you're Almighty Son Jesus died on that cross for me, the broken sinner that I am. And at this moment, my life has changed forever. Not materially, not physically, but spiritually. I accept you, Jesus, and I praise you, and I leave all my mess at the cross. I leave all my mess at your feet, all the struggles, all the pain, all the darkness, Lord. I leave it at the cross, Lord, and I pray that you will give me the power to act out your perfect will. That you fill me with the wisdom to know what your will is and the courage to actually, actually act it out, Lord Jesus. 
Lord, we love you, God. And I'm so thankful for another day, Lord, where we get to profess your almighty name, where we get to say, I love you, Jesus, where we get to be in communion and in relation with you, because it truly is a privilege and it is an honor that we do not deserve. So, Lord, I love you, I praise you, and I thank you. Bless whoever is listening, Lord. Fill them with the Spirit. Continue knocking at their door until they answer, Lord. And when they do answer, fill them with your love, Lord. Place your right hand on their shoulder. Take away the paralyzed. Take away the fear. Take away the pain and the depression, Lord Jesus, and fill them with your love. In your almighty name we pray, God. Amen. Man, we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast, that has gave us feedback, showed us love. Man, we just hope that you continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.